0: Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you are looking for. Hey guys, once again, Coach Jay and Shri Sadhana, and we have a special guest, Jonah Drummingwolf from Elevated Resonance. We talk about raising your vibration, self care, and gratitude. Find more info at elevatedresonance.org. Hey there, it's Coach Jay from the Power Shift Mindset Podcast. As we cover topics on the podcast that cover all aspects of health, I wanted to tell you more about my personal coaching page, BeMotivation.com. With over 20 years of coaching, I'm proud to now offer personal training. This includes personalized workout programs with video call check-ins weekly. And if you're in Central Connecticut, I can travel to you for one-on-one training. As an ISSA certified personal trainer who absolutely loves coaching, I'll help you achieve your physical health goals. Please check out beammotivation.com. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and I'm here again with Shruti Sadana, And we have a special guest today, Jonah Drumming Wolf, who's going to talk about how
1: to raise your vibration. And Jonah, why don't you
0: introduce yourself
1: and what you do? Sadhana, I'm Jay. Uh, My name is Jonah Drumming-Wolf, and I am the founder of Elevated Resonance. Uh, That's resonance like sound, not resonance where you live. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, hopefully some of this resonates with you out there. Um, We're going to talk today about how to raise your vibration. So
2: Jonah, speaking about Elevated Resonance, congratulations on the launch with that. Tell us a bit about like what it's about. I know it's about raising your vibration, but let's go into more details about it.
1: Well, uh, how to begin. Uh, pain can be the best teacher if you allow it to. Um, I had a lot of complaints with religion and the yoga industry and humanity at large being a me first society, being all about um the bottom dollar, the status quo, um, and I had a really, really powerful experience in India, uh, looking at the way people live and the way people give. Uh, people live over there with barely anything, but if they see a person in need, they give, um, regardless of their their ability to do so. It's it's just a, a culture of giving, um, and. Uh, you know, that, that sat with me for quite some time. And through all the complaints um, that I had, I wasn't really doing anything. And I had started teaching yoga. I had, I had really dove into it. Um, I had a very uh, amazing partner who was a very strong influence. And um, I had been on a shamanic path up until that point. Um, and had been introduced to Kundalini Yoga, which really kind of sparked my interest, but um, but I hadn't really taken that deep dive into it. And so over the course of the last three years, um, I had the ability to really learn what it was about. Now, also over the course of the last three years, I had some really really serious injuries, which uh, challenged my identity and brought me into a spiral of self pity. Now. Uh, some events happened in my life that that really made me look at that and how how is that being useful? How is how is wallowing in self pity useful? And, and and the answer was that it's not. So I was posed with the question: Is what are you going to do about it, Jonah? What are you going to do about it? And I started thinking about what what is my purpose? What is my unique mission here? And I realized it's not so unique. Um, And it's kind of all of our mission to really go inward, find how to love ourselves, and find how to carry that love out into the world and vibrate higher. So all of the problems that I started thinking about with... Um, the hypocrisy in the yoga industry, the hypocrisy. And when I say the yoga industry, I, I, I mean specifically in, a, in, a, in the Western world. Um, and the hypocrisy in religions, stadium churches, and, uh, and, and the like. And I was like, well, why can't I do something about it? I, I've seen so many people come from meek and meager means in life rise to levels of, of elevated celebrity and, and prestige and power. So I, I felt like, well, it's up to me to raise these concerns to humanity through action. And so what I'm doing through elevated resonance is I'm merging the yoga, spiritual uh, church vibe, with service, with service to humanity. So every elevated resonance function, be it Zoom, be it a retreat, be it an event, be it a sound healing, be it a collaborative effort, a large chunk of that will get donated to charities and different charities that meet basic human needs like food, clean water, uh, shelter, uh, education, you know, the things that are really, really important, healthcare So that's, uh, that's what I'm doing.
2: That is so beautiful. First of all, I just want to say it's so beautiful and there's so much depth to it. And I want to ask you, was there a specific day or experience that you had that you can remember where you're like, it's time to make a change? Like, do you remember the day where you had this shift and you're like, I need to make a change in my life. I want to follow my purpose. Do remember what, what that day was like? What that moment was like? Where you had this epiphany, let's call it.
1: A- absolutely. Absolutely. So I was laying in bed. My ankle and my foot were swollen. Like it looked like a cantaloupe. It didn't even look like a foot. And uh, I had been healing. I had been healing for like a month. And um, my partner who, uh, who was taking care of me um, you know, taking care of my foot and, uh, and, and, and doing a lot of really helpful things. Um, she had had enough of my whining and complaining and she left. So I was left (laughs) complaining to myself and I had a whole series of new complaints, you know, and it was really, really easy to point fingers. It was really, really easy to blame. But the more I thought about it and the more I meditated on it, I started getting up for sunrise. That was the first shift. I started getting up for sunrise and and I, I really, really felt the power of the sun come into me and I felt the power of the sun warm my soul and I felt the encouragement of the light coming into my body, coming into my being. And I restarted my kundalini practice. I started doing Kriya yoga. I started drinking more water. I started eating less. I started taking cold showers. I started exercising. I lost 31 pounds. Oh, that's Thank you. And I started taking responsibility for me. Uh, Control is an illusion. You have no control. The only thing you have control over is your thoughts, your actions, and... um, your movement through life. So in yoga, we start with asanas, right? Asanas are, are learning to move, learning how, learning how to move, right? Even kundalini has asanas. I mean, the kriya is basically, you know, a mostly seated asana. You know, there are other poses in kundalini besides seated ones, but learning to move through your emotions and ride those waves of grief and gratitude is paramount to learning how to love yourself. Now, we can't really love anyone else until we love the person that we are. We have to be able to look at the mirror and see our reflection and love what's being reflected back to us. Now, in a relationship, uh, oftentimes you see a reflection in the other person, you see a reflection in the other, and we're all reflections of one another, but some, some people, really reflect it back and it's really powerful and really healing and really challenging and, and 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 inspires a lot of discomfort but that's where growth happens growth happens in the discomfort and so rather than being Um, resentful, I chose to be grateful. I chose to be grateful for all the revelations. I chose to be grateful for all the amazing experiences and all of the things that I learned about myself. And I chose to take that gratitude and really reflect it back to myself and my own daily practices in my discipline because discipline is the highest form of love. Discipline for yourself, discipline for your children, discipline for your lifestyle, now, there's a misconception with discipline, and a lot of people think that means judgment or punishment. But in, in actuality, it means focusing, it means containing, it means trimming away the layers that don't serve you. You hear this saying a lot in modern spirituality, and this, especially over here let go of what no longer serves you, right? <laughs> well, yeah. what that actually means is to let go of the thoughts, of the beliefs, of the ideas, of the behaviors, of the patterns that no longer serve you. And when you do that, you can be open to serve others. You can be open to serve yourself, not in a self-serving way, because it's important to serve humanity, but you really have to be able to see yourself. You have to be able to know yourself and you have to be able to accept and love yourself in order to radiate that love outward. And we have a lot of spiritual men and women throughout history who have found that. And religions are formed after them or shrines are made to them. But that all misses the point. They didn't want shrines made to them. They didn't want religions formed after them. They wanted people to live like them. And so with Elevated Resonance, what I do is I offer a very simple thing that people can connect with that is non-dogmatic and yes, I have roots in yoga and I really appreciate the culture and some of the songs, but I also have roots in Judaism and Christianity and I appreciate those cultures as well. And there's a lot to glean if we stop se- segregating ourselves, if we stop separating, right? The root of all evil is the illusion of division.
2: Wow, that's very catchy and profound. Like, I, I'm thinking about it now, and I've I've definitely seen that before. Like I feel like you know, religion separates people and, and divides people, and where we can all come together instead of like the separateness is an illusion, like you talked about. So, Jay, do you have anything to add?
0: Uh, I'm taking notes so when I do the uh, the main intro leading in. Uh, you touched on a lot of things that we've talked about, and you mentioned gratitude. You mentioned self care, and uh, we talk when we talk about just health in general. You'll hear a lot of times, I mean, more so with with mothers. Oh, my kids are the most important thing. They're the most important thing. They get everything first. But if they don't care for themselves first, how will they have the strength to care for their kids? And it's the same thing within a relationship. You have to work on yourself before you can then go and work as a team with your spouse or your significant other. And, and I feel a lot of stuff you, you mentioned the sun. Uh, I, I love backpacking and one of the, uh, the biggest, uh, episodes that I like to share a lot is the importance of rest. So take you, you mentioned how you worked out where you say you got to work out, got to work out. And then you'll have that day where you're eh, I'm lazy. No, you're not lazy. You rested and you're a musician. The, the rest is just as important as the note. If you read through your sheet music and you skip that rest and you play a note, you messed up the thing. That rest is just as important as the note played. And I'll use an active rest where going backpacking and waking up for that sunrise or staying there and watching that sunset. And I, I understand completely what you say you got from that, from seeing that sun come up every day as more as just the physical ask act of science and the way the planets move and there's the sun there's a lot more that you
1: get out of that of being able to see that out in nature absolutely jay i couldn't agree with you more uh one of the things that i did learn about rest is that you know they tell us that we need eight hours of sleep well we don't really need eight hours of sleep we need energy and you get energy from the sun you get energy from your breath you get energy from drinking water Uh, You know, in the Vedas, they refer to it as prana. In uh, Christianity, they call it manna, right? This is just energy from life force. This is the the divine sustenance, so to speak. And one of the things that I found really, really empowering, uh, waking up with the sun is that I had more energy. The less I ate, I had more energy. The more water I drank, I had more energy, and I required less sleep. Now, Naps are also underrated. So a lot of cultures, they take a siesta or just a midday nap or like they value rest, but they don't have to block it off in the evening necessarily. And if you look at nature, if you look at animals, you know, sometimes animals will take a a little rest, a little nap, a little snooze, you know, and um, and and not. Uh, confining yourself to, I need eight hours of sleep. I need three meals a day. I need, 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 need. Defining needs and wants is very difficult because of all the information out there and finding what works for your body and trying different things, because all of us are these beautiful, unique, shining beings, and we can't homogenize an experience. So um, I would love for everybody to to come and have an elevated resonance experience. But moreover. I would love for everybody to start having meaningful experiences and really start connecting with themselves and also connecting with others as well.
2: And Jonah, you talk about you know raising your vibration, and that's a huge focus in elevated resonance. So, can you touch on that and also how it's shifted, you know, things in your life and your external world, maybe to like evolving the internal world
1: with well, vibration? Absolutely, Trudy. Uh, Sound has been a part of my yogic journey uh, from day one. Um, the, the first Kriya yoga that I ever did, the first Kundalini session was out in California. It was, uh, it was in Ramona, California, at Sacred Mountain Lodge um, with Deja Singh. And uh, there's a lot of sound involved in Kundalini yoga. There's chanting, there's loud breathing, and you're changing your vibrations and you're allowing space for um, for, for spirit, for nature, for the prana to enter you and shift and change you. Um, and it really, really started to fall into place when I was asked to play my guitar, um, for a yoga class. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. These two things can combine. That's really, really interesting. And I started to just open up to that idea. And, um, chanting in yoga classes and uh, it's going to sound funny but a shruti box it's a it's like a little accordion it's a indian <laughs> accordion um uh you know i was introduced to that and and uh really kind of kind of just embraced the sound in in the yoga and um after after doing Kundalini training and learning all these uh, Kirtan chants and just like the musician in me, like Jay was mentioning, I am a musician. Um, all of these things just started to juxtapose. And when I went into my dark space, you know, and, and and was in that place of self pity um, I got so lost that I needed to find myself. And when I found myself, I found this integrated being with all of my past and all of my future aspirations just merging into the present and you know i was inspired by that journey that i took with with my partner and um and uh and i was also inspired by her courage to leave that self pity shit to to figure itself out so finding inspiration in pain is one of the most profound tools for self-growth. Finding, finding that there's this nadi, are you you are you familiar with nadi's? Nadi's are like nadis are like meridians. They're these energy channels that go throughout your body. There's there's a gajillion of them. And there's this one nadi in your heart, and I learned about this at Ananda Ashram where I used to teach yoga. Um, it's called the chitta nadi, and it emanates your soul song. And the more you meditate and the more Kriya yoga you do and the more breath work you do, the more you can hear that exude itself and express itself. And so I started to listen to that and it told me who I was and what I was supposed to do. And so I'm doing it now. And the thing about vibration is vibration moves. That sound that you're hearing, it's movement. It's the sound of movement, right? And now when I look at you on this screen and Jay, I see a form and that form that I'm looking at is the visual expression of movement because we are all made out of subatomic particles that are moving around in different patterns at different speeds. Creating vibration, so you, Shruti, and you, Jay, and me, Jonah Drumming Wolf, and anybody listening to this, is actually a byproduct of vibration, and every religion out there, including science. So, for the atheist listeners out there, uh, if you know, if anybody disagrees that sound has a very, very important role in everything in life, vibration, specifically vibration, then, then you know, uh, prove me wrong, <laughs> prove me wrong, right? Uh, Christianity talks about it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What is a word but a conscious utterance, right? Yeah. In Judaism, God spoke. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Even light is movement. Even light is vibration. Vibration is the expression of movement, right? In Hinduism, in the, in the Vedic traditions, Om, Om is the primordial sound that sparked all of creation. So when we look, when, you know, in shamanism, there are ch- chants that make the rain happen, right? If we break down every religious, spiritual, metaphysical ideology, it all goes back to vibration. So when I was thinking about all of the turmoil that we've experienced politically in our culture recently in the Western world um, and all of the disharmony that's been happening, I was like, what's the problem? The problem is lack of unity. The problem is lack of oneness, of lack of love. How can I fill that need? How can I address that issue? What's one thing that everybody can agree on? What's one thing that is undeniably true? And that one thing is vibration. And if I can help an individual or a group of individuals raise their vibrations, then that's amazing. But what else is wrong? What else is wrong with the world? Greed. So, if I help people raise their vibrations and I put all that money in my pocket, then I'm just the same as all those namaste, pay me (laughs) people out there, you know, or the, or the, I'm, I'm praying for, I'm praying for you. Well, I don't need prayer. I need food. I need a house, you know, while they're in their stadium church, right? If, if, if one of these, Uh, if one of these television evangelist preachers who's doing so well that they can build uh, an entire arena so that they can stand at the center and tell everybody how to live their life. If they took that money and instead built a bunch of houses and had their sermons outside, how much better of a world would this be? If, If every, if every yoga studio out there, donated made a donation to some organization to some function that that met people's basic needs how much better would this world be and i I forget who said it i think it was osho who said it osho said that uh spirituality is is a rich man's endeavor because you know the person who's focused on uh what am i going to eat today um do i have Do I have enough wood to make a fire in my home to warm my family? You know, the the people that can't get health care, you know, sure they can pray, but it's really difficult to go inward and to really pull off those layers and to really, really tap into that source love when you're not feeling that source love in your environment. So my goal and my mission is to bring this to people, and then bring their contributions to the people who need it and offer scholarships for people who also need this so that everybody can have a spiritual experience on this planet because we're all spiritual beings. And to not be able to feel safe enough to do the self-exploration and to give to others and to really, really dive into that source love without that, It's just a sin against humanity.
0: You mentioned all the different spiritual and religious organizations, and I think they're a lot more similar than they are different. And I I absolutely hate politics. But even in politics, we all want to get to the same place. One just wants to go clockwise. One wants to go counterclockwise. But in the end, in the end, we're trying to get to the same destination. as far as the the financial thing, yeah, everything's been commercialized, whether it's religion, whether it's healthcare, whether it's housing. Uh, unfortunately, it's like a dog chasing its tail. Uh, go back to the archery with me. I do private lessons where I do make some money on it. I have my bills to pay because I could donate it all, but then the guy's going to shut my lights off that I owe money on the other side. But at the same time, that Joe Ed program I run, that's all volunteer work that I do. So it's the, it's the same thing. I, I do both sides where I have to make my income. And, and I mean, there are yoga instructors out there that probably got into it because it is good money, but then there's some that got into it because they enjoy the connection. They like that aspect. So I I do have to defend some of the people out there that even though they
1: are making decent money, I'm not attacking them. No, no, no. I'm I'm not attacking them. I'm inviting them. So I, so right now the way that I operate uh you know i'm building a team i'm building a network of healers right and that can be yoga teachers that can be sound healers that can be whatever your calling is in life that's truthful to your heart i want you i want you to come and join this movement because it's not just about sound and breath sound and breath is at the core Everybody speaks, everybody breathes, everybody hears. Sound is omniscient. Sound is everywhere. Breath is the, is the essence of, of life, right? Even plants breathe, right? So what I'm not doing, I'm not attacking anybody where they are. What I'm doing is I'm dropping the gauntlet. I'm offering a challenge. My former partner challenged my leadership. And that sparked me. That sparked me. And I'm challenging the leadership of everybody in humanity. I'm challenging your leadership. I'm challenging Shruti's leadership. I'm challenging my own leadership every day on this mission. And the challenge is this. How can you vibrate higher? Right? For me, the answer is commitment. Commitment, discipline. Discipline and relentless pursuit of the goal, which is unification and harmony for all. I have another activity.
0: Not you. You seem like you're a lot like me, where you probably don't need one more hobby to add to to your list. <laughs> uh, have, you ever, have you ever? Have you ever tried capoeira? I actually have. I love because, the Jenga because there there's a combination um, where you mentioned how things kind of blended. I mean, it started with African slaves in Brazil teaching themselves how to fight it being illegal. So when the police came, they turned it into a dance and that's how fighting, dancing and music all blended into the art of Capoeira. Yeah, Uh, But you you can see how you can take multiple pieces of different things and blend it into something with that unity that you speak of.
1: Yeah. Dance is a huge part. Dance is a huge part of, of, of expression. Um, but dance could be anything it's movement basically it's just truthful movement truthful organic movement um and i have uh i have some some people that might join uh join the movement with me that will help uh bring some of that movement a, a little bit better than maybe i could um i uh i've got years and years of, of Various martial arts experience. Uh, it, you know, as Shruti knows, I was a stuntman on television for 10 years. I had an extremely successful career. Um, I rose to the top of my field. I was the number one stunt double on a major network show. Um, and and that's kind of like when when you get to that point, you, you're you're basically an A or B lister. You know what I mean? You're like you're like a known person. And um, and, and so in order to, to execute that function properly, you have to be well-versed in everything because if you show up on set one day and they're like, Oh yeah, today is going to be a uh, boxing fight. If you don't know how to box or effectively portray that you know how to box, then you're not working. Um, you know, the next day might be a kung fu or a karate fight, so you have to be versed in everything. Um, and uh, and you have to be able to be resilient. You have to be able to get up after you've been knocked down.
2: So I wanted to touch on that too because I know you're, you've been a successful stuntman in the Hollywood industry and it is a very dangerous career. You and know I know you. that they do like a couple takes from what one of the teachers was telling me who I think you know, yeah. Chaz. He was oh, telling Chaz us- is.
1: Yeah, he's a great- You
2: guy. get like two takes to do Whatever you got to do, the stunt person comes in. If you mess it up, you're not getting hired again. Yeah. But when you and I talked on the phone, you told me that you almost died a few times doing this work because it's so dangerous. Yeah. So tell me well, you about t- that experience. Or tell us about that experience. Well, that-
1: you have to hide it. You have to. You, you can't be like, oh, man. No, I, that, I, I can't do another take. So it
2: was, yeah, it,
1: was no. it was a job and I got like a really bad hit to the occipital region of my head. And I didn't even know where I was. And I was working on a, uh, I, I had, I had torn my patella tendon the day before in a rehearsal and I just taped it up and I'm just like gutting through it. And, uh, and I didn't know it was torn until I got my head checked out. Cause I was worried about my head more than I was about my knee because I've had, you know, your joints get banged up, you know, you take a car hit or, or whatever. And like, you just rest up for a few days. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I took this really, really nasty hit to the head. I got kicked in the throat and then hit the back of my head on this, on this PVC pipe. And, uh, it was a, it was a gnarly, um, a gnarly concussion. It was, I'd had concussions before, but this one was, this one was uh, far above anything else that I had and I got up and I thought oh uh, my adrenaline's just kicking oh my blood sugar's low and I'm like I need orange juice uh I need something else. <laughs> my blood sugar's low but I was like I'm okay I, I could do another take I could do another take and they were like "Nah, maybe you ought to sit this one out and I'm like oh, damn
2: wow did you lose consciousness at all like when you three, were doing three.
1: so I've never been like knocked like completely out for like periods of time. I I've been knocked out, but it's usually my body just kind of shuts down and then it reboots. So I could, I definitely, they call it being out on your feet. I was definitely out on my feet. Yeah. You turn um, your, you turn your head and the room keeps spinning. Yeah. You get up and I, you're,
0: I I've been there. I I've had a couple of concussions. And- and yeah. like, no, I'm fine. You turn your head once and the
1: room just goes, Woof, and it's yeah, like, yeah now time to sit um,
2: down. So intense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was really hard on my body that, that career. And so, um, after that injury, I decided to take a step back from it. Um, I healed up. I think I might've done like two more jobs, but I think on the, on the last job that I did, I was asking myself if I really wanted to do the gag and me questioning whether or not I want to do the gag was my cue to myself that it's, that it's time to, it's time to find a new path.
0: And now you have a a music career as well. What can you tell us about that?
1: Well, I don't, I, you know, I, I, so, um, I, I'm a songwriter. I'm a very, very uh, gifted songwriter. I'm very grateful for that gift. I can write everything from country to hip hop, um, my my specialty is like a little bit of a country twang alternative rock blues hybrid that's my specialty and i i write amazing hip-hop songs i bet i was inspired by my son um who's a very very gifted uh hip-hop lyricist um but you know one of the things that i found is this? Oftentimes, people need to be led from the front. Now, being a wolf spirit, sometimes I I, I would fall into this uh, teacher mode, lead from behind, let the pack set the pace, kind of a thing. But uh, you know, but I, he was the first person to make me realize that I needed to lead from the front, um, and 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 I had done that for for myself and in other situations. Um, uh, you know, prior to my spiritual journey but uh but I hadn't done that recently, and um the uh, the the realization that hey you know i'm I'm not just a wolf, but I'm also a lion, and I need to lead like a lion uh led me back into this style of leadership of leading from the front, of being at the being on the front line right and um and so uh so leading the charge leading the charge so to speak with him to show him that he can do it i decided to release a a, a hip hop single and i call it perspective shift um, so but one of the things that i found so i i've 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 been really great in my life at looking at problems and picking things apart and you know really really being critical but not necessarily doing a whole lot about the things that I'm critical of. So I saw a void between gangster rap and spiritually conscious rap, right? And so I decided to bridge the gap. So I guess this year um, so I have so I have these songs that have a, a bit of street in them and 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 a bit of consciousness. So they have a story arc. They start from, you know, hardcore gangster, and they find their way, way into a spiritual evolution and they don't lose the grit along the way. Uh, I think, so I'll share the hook of, 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 one of my upcoming singles. Um, that gangster life ain't no good for your soul. You don't got to be soft to let that shit go. Yes. You can keep it real as you begin to heal. Just listen to the flow and feel I think that says it all.
2: And Jenna, where can people find your music?
1: Well, um, I haven't released it yet, but if you follow my Instagram uh, elevated underscore resonance or drumming Wolf music, then uh, you know i'll I'll keep everybody updated um, i'll'll I'll throw a shout out on elevated resonance. Um, but I'd like to keep those two things a little bit separate because what I'm doing here. It's a lot bigger than drumming wolf music. Um, drumming wolf music is great. If people buy the music, great. If they don't, great. But this stuff really supports the other stuff that I really want to see change in the world.
2: And just you,
0: to... I just going to go go, go, go with that. Uh, you, you, I'm sure you know who Cat Stevens is. Oh, yeah. Right. Of so, so Cat Stevens, top of the game uh, back in the 70s early 80s, yeah. he left he, the music out. world because yeah. he went to become Muslim. And then he realized that he can do what he wants to do and still be a musician. And yeah, he exactly. music. so don't push that music to the back burner. That that no. music, you, you talk about leading from the front, yeah. that music could possibly lead what you're doing here from yeah. the front, use the music to send this message out. So don't don't keep it on the back burner saying that this is more important that could be and that
1: leader to to get your message out. I just also need to be, you know, I really need to be mindful of, of, of my own being too. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of ego involved in the music industry. There's a lot of ego involved in film. And so the closer I stay to this, the further I stay away from ego. Right. And then the, and, you know, I understand that message needs to be shared, and I'm going to share it. It's going to happen. It's happening now. Everything's happening, um, but it's all about balance for me, you know. Making sure that making sure that this reaches everyone. That's my priority. My, that's my priority, hands down. Um, there will always be positions to fill for a songwriter. I can. I can write a song like that. Um, Anybody, anybody, anytime, any subject matter, you give me a subject matter, I'll have a song for you in a day or two. Like a really solid song with a solid hook. Um, You know, that's not that's not an issue. However, it's really, really important to have these events. Actually, I have a GoFundMe uh, that I just put up. Uh, for Elevated Resonance. So we're looking to raise $50,000 to make sure that these events uh, keep happening in different areas. I'd like to bring them to inner city areas where, where people don't really have access to this kind of thing. Um, I started doing uh, something in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, that's really, really great. It's really healing for the community there. Um, also, um, I have a retreat coming up in May uh, in Asheville, North Carolina um, uh, partnering with, uh, with a few people. I have a, a, a really great team, uh, media team and, uh, and a, uh, amazing, uh, event events team, uh, check out, uh, you can follow Soar Multimedia, you can follow, uh, Global Groove, um, Uh, they've, they've been, uh, they've been very supportive and then Artemis Audio, I'd like to give a shout out to Artemis Audio who, uh, who does all the recording of my conscious hip hop. And we're actually going to be recording an elevated resonance, uh, track an elevated resonance, uh, soundtrack so that people who maybe can't make it to an event, they'll be able to listen to something on their Spotify or online. Or you know maybe a yoga teacher who wants to diversify their palate and and bring something with a little fresh flavor into their practice uh, can can benefit as well. And every uh, everything that goes into elevated resonance goes back into society in some in some fashion. Obviously, we have to cover our costs too. It's not free right. to fly from here to there. You know, it's not free to rent the event space. Um, you know, but uh, all, all of it's coming out of pocket right now. Eventually, you know, we're going to have so many events uh, coming up. Uh, you know, my sponsors, thank you to Soar Multimedia. You know, they've been tremendously uh, financially helpful with all of this. And, uh, and it's really, really great what we're doing.
2: And, you know, you did talk about, you know, serving community and giving back. So, what are some charities that you're passionate about? Your team's passionate about, and how can people get involved with Elevated Resonance and be involved in the movement?
1: Yeah. So, uh, two charities that we that we focused on, actually three. Um, uh, we uh, we've made direct donations. So, you know, we're still working on the infrastructure about how the donation, you know, disseminates to where. So. Basically, we had people make their own donations on their phones in front of us before we began the event to uh, the Red Feather organization and to Chances for Children. And uh, uh, I, I just made a donation to uh, 22 Until None, which which serves veterans. Um, so we're, we're really diversifying our palette. Charity water is also something that I want to get involved in. Water is life. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I want everybody to have what they need, whether it's health care, mental health, uh, food, water, clothing, shelter, warmth, um, or a friend. You know, just, I mean, life is a team effort, life is a group endeavor, right? No, none of us is an island. So, one of the things I'd also like to talk about is self love, right? Self love is great, but it's not the end. The, the, the rishi or, or the sadhu that goes up into the mountains and, and, and never comes down isn't serving humanity. They aren't doing anything, they're just doing it for themselves. So there's a thing called spiritual ego. If you keep all the spiritual knowledge inside, if you keep all of that tucked in and, and don't do anything with it, it's useless, right? Love is meant to be shared. Love is meant to be shared. So share it in your life, share it in your being, share it in your doing, share it in who you are, right? If you're not sharing love, then you have no love because that's the last component, right? The last component of love, you have to find self-love. You have to be grounded and comfortable in who you are and really, really own your presence and keep your gravity and have that balance. Have other people in your life. Have people in your orbit. Share an orbit with them. They have their own orbit. Let them have their own orbit. Respect other people's space, their boundaries. Allow them into your space and allow that sharing with balance, right? It's all about balance. The problem in this culture especially um, is the Disney personification of what a relationship is supposed to be, right? or what a, in any relationship, you know, be it friend, lover, parent, child, right? There's this inherent codependency in society that that's portrayed in television. It's portrayed in music. It's portrayed in all of these external influences that come in, right? It's portrayed in religion, right? So we have all of these, all of these, um, Preconceived notions that are just drummed into us, and so we, as human beings in this day and age, lack authenticity for the most part. Right? I, I forget who who was it that said uh, there's no such thing as a, uh, a no such thing as a original idea. Right? So my idea is not religion, not original. This this idea that I'm giving to you right now about unity, about love. Jesus talked about it. Buddha talked about it. You know, I'm sure a host of other people have talked about it. I'm just bringing it to people in a different package. Right. Let's put it, take, taking what you're doing and I'm going to line it up with being
0: like a coach or a teacher or a mentor. And I, I I listen to a bunch of podcasts and like they said, there's nothing out there that you're going to come up with new. If someone just wants the information, they can Google it. You're not going to show them anything new, but it's that connection that a coach gives, that a mentor gives, that you give. It's the connection you have with the people to get the message
1: across and get them to apply it is where you come in. Yes, Jay. And that's the perfect word. That's the perfect word to wrap up what all of this is about. This is about connection. It's about connection to your inner being. It's about connection to the divine, whatever that means for you. It's about connection to other human beings. And it's also about connection to the planet and about connection to the world, connection to all of humanity. Because if we all vibrate higher, if we all vibrate on this frequency of love, on this frequency of unconditional, non-judgmental, non-greedy love, then this world is going to change and this world is going to evolve.
2: Love is the strongest vibration we all have. And I think when you talk about raising vibration, that's one of the ways that we collectively can raise the vibration of the planet, of the world, of ourselves uh, and to each other.
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh, thanks for coming on to the show this week and for Shruti and Jonah Drumming Wolf. Uh, thanks for listening to the power shift mindset links to his Instagram and pages will be on the show notes and hope you enjoyed the show.
1: Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Shruti. Thank you. Nam. Namaste. Ah, wait a second. That means hello.
2: <laughs> and, good- <bye.
1: laughs> and goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> power shift mindset podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at the PowerShift Mindset. And also visit the PowerShiftMindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.